tweet at SFM Radio and at Aldrin Simpia. It's 14 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with Yanni de Villiers, director at Labour Amplified Sum. Interesting developments in the labor market. The trade union membership is declining at an alarming rate in South Africa. It now stands at 23%. This was discussed when BRICS countries met with the International Labor Organization as well as the African Union this week. South Africa has a history of robust trade union representation in the labor market. However, current numbers show a weakening of the labor movement presenting uh, presenting the meeting yanni de Villiers, director at labor amplified said this constitute a threat to social dialogue yanni good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us why are we seeing such figures hi Aldrin. thank you so much for having me well that's a it's a difficult question to answer and i think right at the start as i did at the BRICS meeting i just need to declare that i'm in fact an organized business representative who used to work for for unions back in the day mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as, as it goes, um, you know, in terms of, of trying to find reasons for it, it was interesting hearing the comment, the commentary that you that you put out just before we started chatting. I think it's a it's a combination of not completely being in touch with what members need. And then of course you're changing workplaces. The the workplace doesn't look the same as it did twenty or thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and then of course younger people. Trying to get younger people into unions because the stats as it stands at the moment, your age group between forty five and fifty four years are the people who are most likely to join unions. So you're actually missing up on quite a lot of younger people in a country with a younger population, especially. So I think these are all just very concerning things to look at and something that, um, you know, we can we can say that there is definitely anti-union sentiment mm. at some workplaces. It's a fact. I don't think any of us can get away from that. But it doesn't explain the entirety of this low number. Yeah, in in the context of um, the in the context of South Africa and looking at our figures, does the relationship between the between the governing party um, and COSATU being the biggest trade union federation have a role to play at all in the perception of the integrity of the unions that are linked to COSATU or affiliates of COSATU? I think, uh, you know, research has shown that uh, that where unions become more politically active and politically inclined, they do have declining numbers. So there definitely is a correlation. In our country, it would be difficult to say. I mean, obviously, I don't, I'm not in government. Mm. I don't work for, for Kasatu. Um, but the reality is that, that people will experience you as being part of the decision-making body instead of representing their interests. So in other words, how are you going to protect me from the people who you are in alliance with, mm. for, for, for instance, for your, your um, big unions in government itself, yeah. in the government department. So technically, I think perception is incredibly missing. It is, it is, it, there's not enough focus on what that issue of perception is, but there's also not enough focus on service delivery. When it comes to a union, you have to be able to service the members that you have, and I remember that so clearly as being something that you focus on because once you've lost somebody because of poor service to try and get them back is almost impossible. Yeah. Then there is looking at, for instance, at the union fees um, and the concerns that have been raised before by um, some union members when it comes to the investment arms of unions and how some union members believe or feel as though that they are not benefiting from the proceeds of the membership fees that are used to actually invest in other companies. No, again, that's serious. 
that that's the kind of perception that if, if that is actually happening, it's completely wrong and it shouldn't be happening. And members should have the, the opportunity to raise those issues with their unions in a, in a you know in an organised manner. But if it's not happening, the fact that your members have that perception is a huge issue. You need to make sure that you rectify that. And I think how this kind of thing happens, unfortunately, when you have communication vacuums and where where unions are not properly communicating to their members what these are used for, where it is invested and how it is utilized at the end of the day. I know I'm making it sound super simple, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's not difficult to provide good service and to communicate properly. And if you have those things in place, then you shouldn't see the kind of decline in union numbers that we are. And I don't know if you've done any research on on comparatively looking at the the numbers of other BRICS members. Um, How are we faring? Unfortunately, not within BRICS, but I know globally there's a declining union trend. And that actually correlates to the fact that younger generations, millennials, I'm a South and a geriatric millennial, but millennials, Gen Z, don't understand the, the need for unions, don't see it as part of their, their, what they need within their workplace. They work in a completely mm. different way yeah. that other generations have. And I don't think that that union models have kept up with that. I wonder if that is also informed by a shift in assertiveness from the younger younger workforce and also knowledge around your individual right as an employee. I think you're spot on because at the end of the day, I mean, all of us have had that experience within a workplace. And I say it with a smile because I I think it's a positive thing where a a Gen Z told you exactly where to get off. And they did not need anybody else to make that point to you, whether you're their, their supervisor or not. So I think their dignity is something different. So in other words, if you want to appeal to a person like that, you're going to have to bring something in addition to just what you're doing within the workplace. Standard mm. negotiations are not going to mean anything to a person like that. You need value adds and you need to go and ask them in the first place, yeah. what is it that they need? W- what does that look like though, Yanni? What does that, that value add? W- what is that? <laughs> So, so um, in the first place, do not bother with trying to, to see these people in person. They're not interested. They want convenience and access. So in other words, make sure that whatever product you have, that that is conveniently accessible to them at, at whatever hours they want to access it. So if they want to know what is, what is it that I'm getting for my money at the union, they want to be able to access it mm. probably online. At their fingertips immediately. I don't want to talk to a person. I don't want to call a call center. I want all the information available, accessible, immediate in the first place. I think that's something mm. that we need to look at. And the regular surveys of asking exactly, are you happy? Is there anything else we can do? Is there any other questions that you have? And so forth. But make sure that those yeah. those responses happen quickly. Yeah. And, and, and just a final one. We can't, though, undermine the influential role that unions still play when it comes to the shaping of, of legislation, especially when it comes to legislation surrounding surrounding labor. Like, for instance, we've seen the work that has been done around um, the minimum wage as well, which is something that labor has been pushing for. But is there an issue around the language that um, unions are using to entice members or potential members around the work that they are actually doing, which actually does have an impact on the day-to-day uh, working environment of that individual? No, absolutely. I think uh, the, the bottom line is for, for strong social do- dialogue and productive social dialogue, you need strong role players. So we need strong unions, and that's the point I made, made at the BRICS discussion as well. So I think you are right. 
there definitely needs to be a shift in language and just to, to understand exactly what it is that, that members are looking for in communication instead of what you want to communicate. Make it more of a, of a, of a, of a member satisfaction orientation than anything else would already go a very far way. Thank you so much for your time. Yanni De Villiers is the director at Labour Amplified.